Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer, I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them eagles. We go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 143 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Oh, man, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Once again, happy Mother's Day. We celebrated Mother's Day yesterday. Happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. Of course, everybody listening, happy Mother's Day to your mom. All right. Hope everybody had a great weekend with the family. I hope everybody watched the fight Saturday night because that's what we're going to be talking about today. All right. I hope everybody watched the fight. If you didn't watch the fight, I hope you saw a recap or something on YouTube or the Internet because that's what we're going to be talking about today. So I hope you all did your homework for the weekend. That was to watch the fight because that's what we're going to be talking about today. That's what today's class will be about. Okay. I hope everybody did their homework. Um, Make sure you go over to YouTube. Watch a YouTube drop from Friday. It'll be another drop this week, of course. I have something else coming for on um, YouTube this week. Also, you already know episode 144 will be dropping on Friday or you know, sometime in the back half of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should be good for Friday. Should be good for Friday. We'll get into some, uh, get into some NBA talk. Man, it's on the playoffs. are about to start. Um, trying to think if we have any more housekeeping business before we get started on the show. Um, just go listen to episode one forty two. Go run that up. Go 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 check that out. And then, of course, you got to check out today's episode. But you know we're we're moving through the one forties, man. So we'll be at one fifty in no time. But um, trying to think, man. I don't think there's anything else. So let's get right into the right into things. So Saturday night live in Dallas, Texas, at Cowboy Stadium, we saw the three belts three of the four belts of the super middleweight uh division on the line with canelo alvarez and billy joe saunders and it was a great fight man it was a great fight i enjoyed it i enjoyed it man i i I loved the action that was good boxing that was good boxing first let's talk about seventy three thousand plus packed into the cowboy stadium Boxing is very much alive. If this sport is dying, like everybody else says, you know, everybody says boxing is dying for whatever reason. They've been saying this for years. If boxing is dying, I can't wait to see how many show up to the funeral. I can't. I can't. If boxing is dying right now, if boxing is on its deathbed, 73,000 people came out to prove that otherwise. 73,000 people. I don't think 73,000 people will show up to a UFC event. No shade, of course. No shade. But 73,000? That's big, bro. That's big. That's WrestleMania numbers right there. That's WrestleMania numbers. 73,000 people came out to watch Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders put on a show. Saturday night was electric. And this is what I was trying to say on Friday, man. Real boxing fans will show up and support the real fights. 
They will. Real boxing fans know what's going on here. We tuned in. People went down there and watched that fight live. We know what's going on, man. All that other, the exhibition era that when we all know that's entertainment, that's BS. But when it comes down to it, when his belt's on the line and you got a superstar, the man, Canelo Alvarez in the ring, people are going to show up and show out. And that's what happened on Saturday night. Um, the atmosphere was great. I love match room because I like that they have, you know, the stage set up and the ramp. It feels uh, like I said, like WrestleMania. Um, I enjoy that because, you know, the re- the box is just coming out of the tunnel. You know, that's it's traditional. But this right here, you know, I like the match room with the screen, the big jumbotron, the big LED screens with the, the boxes on there. Yeah, that's that's love right there. Um, you know, I still have my gripes about the zone as far as the. The production goes and the commentary team. I just, I really do miss HBO. Um, I, I miss HBO, man. I miss HBO. I do miss HBO boxing. But um, other than that, man, I had a, it was a great night of boxing. Well, not a great night of boxing. The undercard was funny. The undercard was hilarious, but it was a great night for the sport, man. It was definitely a great fight. Now, let's get into the fight. First, I would like to say, I don't know why the commentators, who I don't like, were insinuating that this fight was going to be a cakewalk for Canelo. Even he knew that wasn't the case. He told y'all the fight was going to be difficult. All right, we knew that. We knew it was going to be difficult. Um, I wasn't, so I wasn't surprised to see Billy Joe Saunders give Canelo problems throughout the fight because he did give him some issues. The southpaw stance, Billy Joe Saunders, his wide stance... Um, and his herky-jerky movement was giving Canelo problems. You know, it was hard trying to get around that stance. And the way he was moving, he was, you know, he was almost circling Canelo off of his back foot. It was it was giving Canelo issues. He, he, he couldn't find him. He was missing a lot of shots. He definitely was missing a lot of shots. And, um, he, you know, the movement is what kept him in the fight. Being able to move like that. He was he was able to put him in. He was able to put Canelo in a position where it was like, "Yo, you gonna really have to touch me if you want if you want to beat me. Like you gonna you really gonna have to hit me with something that's gonna hurt me, right?" He's very active, and he tried to stay in the groove with his with his jab. The jab that was his bread that's his bread and butter. The jab was his bread and butter, obviously for obvious reasons. He was shooting a jab, but the problem was there wasn't anything coming with it. Wasn't nothing coming with it. No hooks. He wasn't hooking off the jab. Wasn't no combinations off the jab. You could tell that he was hesitant because it was like, yo, if I if I throw something else off this, it might be something coming back at me. He was scared of the counter punch. And he you know, everybody knows Canelo Alvarez, one of the best counter punches in the game. And he didn't want any of that. He didn't want any of that. But you know, you you shooting a jab, it's nothing coming behind it. You can't serve a piece of chicken with no biscuits, baby. It was no sides. It was no sides. No sides. How you gonna give me a piece of chicken? How you gonna give me a chicken breast with no mashed potatoes? No greens. No tater salad. Nothing. You just gonna serve me a piece of chicken. What am I, what am I supposed to do with that? No corn. No biscuits. Just a piece of chicken. I'm not fed. I'm still hungry. I'm still hungry. So that showed me that not only did he respect Canelo's counter, but he feared it. 
He feared it. He feared it, bro. He was terrified. He was moving around and keeping himself away from the ropes. Tell I told y'all on Friday, he wanted that 22-foot ring because he knew the only way that he was going to stay in the fight was movement, and he needed more room. He needed more room. The boy was scared. I think Saunders was fighting a great fight, and he had many flashes of moments that could make you think he was winning a fight. You know, he had his moments. There was a couple instances where within the movement, he caught Canelo. Nothing crazy that'll make, you know, it didn't make Canelo wake up. But he caught him. We saw it. We did see it. But I don't, I, per, you know, and I personally didn't break out my scorecard because I had to watch that fight purely as a fan. But if I was to score, if I was scoring that fight, I don't think I would have had him win in the fight. I mean, if you look at it, we're going to we're gonna get into the punch stats. So I'll save, you know, most of that for later. But watching the fight, he was active. He was active. He was the more active fighter. But he wasn't effective. And he was not accurate. He wasn't really doing anything to Canelo. A lot of the punches didn't have a lot of sting on him. They didn't have that much pop on him. So it wasn't like he was making, he was moving Canelo or, 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 or making Canelo stop in his tracks because Canelo was walking him down for 85% of the fight. He was walking him down. So the only thing that made it look like he was doing good is because he was moving so much. The movement was key. But he couldn't couple that with any hand. He couldn't get his hands involved like that. He was he, it was he wasn't like he wasn't gun shy. He threw a lot of punches to a certain extent, but he didn't throw anything of substance. He didn't throw anything that could have backed Canelo up. You know what I mean? Um personally, I don't think Saunders outboxed Canelo at all. I don't think he outboxed him at all. I think I just think that he looked to be the more active fighter because of the way Canelo fought. I hadn't seen Canelo fight like this um, in some time. I think the second Triple G fight was similar to this one. I think he fought a similar fight in the second Triple G fight. It was it was a slower pace, you know, more I'm going to walk you down and stalk you this whole fight. But even in that fight, he threw more combinations. He didn't throw too many combinations in this fight. He was out there to hurt that man. He was out there to hurt Billy Joe. He wanted him to feel his power. And that's what a lot of it was. You know, Canelo was walking him down for the most part and throwing nothing but power punches. Nothing but power punches. Every blow he landed felt like it could have been the one to end the fight. He was looking for blood. Especially, I would say early, he was looking for the uppercut to end the fight. He was looking for the uppercut a couple times. He missed it. But he was looking for it, and he meant, yo, I'm going to find this uppercut, and this is going to be the one to put him away. No jab. No jab. He didn't even really establish a jab. His jab, the jab that he used were the consistent body punches that he eventually went away from. Eventually started head hunting, but early in the fight, he put a lot of water in the basement. He put a lot of water in the basement. He was, he was slowing Billy Joe down, trying to stop the movement. 
that's how he could. That's the only way he was going to be able to neutralize the movement because of the southpaw stance. It's like their feet were almost on top of each other. So he's like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to move with you and try to outposition you. I'm going to keep going to the body, and if I can't stop you, God going to stop you. That was the plan. You know, Canelo's pace was slow. One or two power uh, power punch strategy was like a slow death. Or like, you know, for my WWE fans, you know, when Randy Orton pick a, you know, you pick ligaments out while you're on the mat and stomp you out, you know, the slow stomps, the ah, ah, that's what it felt like. Canelo was taking his time. He was taking him time, taking his time and breaking him down slowly. You know, he really didn't display his hand speed. It was more of a power, it was a, it was a power fist. It was a power fest. It was his power. Um, he was like, you know, putting Saunders down was plan A and plan B. That was the, it wasn't no, we winning on points. Wasn't no, we're going to take him to the deep waters. No. Seven, eight, nine. Those were the rounds that he, that they, him and um, Eddie Reynoso said. Seven, eight, nine. I said seven. I said seven on Friday. I was saying seven to myself all week. The plan was, yo, we are going to break his will and put him down. That's what it looked like to me. He loaded up on a lot of punches, and it was evident, you know, what type of time he was on. I really think Saunders pissed him off during the week, and especially during the fight. You know, not even just the tactics. You look at Saunders' awkward style, coupled, you know, coupled with the tactics, with the fairy tongue, and, you know, the shaking of the head. It just made Canelo want to knock it off even more. He wanted to knock his head off even more, right? Really wanted to put him down. Really wanted to put him down. And I give credit, you know, Saunders, I give credit where it's due. I give Saunders the credit for sure. You know, he put up a great fight and gave Canelo real real problems. Now, I don't think, I saw, you know, people talking about if they, you know, if they ran it back, if there was a second fight, which I don't think there will be. But people... I, you know, when we get these great fighters, we talk about solving the puzzle. I don't think that there was anything that Saunders did or, or you know, there was nothing that somebody could go back and watch and be like, okay, I got to do this to have success against Canelo. I think that, you know, obviously styles make fights, but I don't think there was anything new that they could use against Canelo. I don't think that there was anything that Saunders showed other than, you know, his southpaw position. That gave Canelo problems. Here's my his softball stance gave Canelo problems, you know. And here's the thing: I look at the Maidana and Mayweather fight, the first one. Maidana made that fight ugly. It looked he, it looked like he had a chance to win and beat Floyd. A lot of people thought he thought he did, so he ran it back. What happened in the second fight? Floyd didn't fight the same fight he fought in the first fight, and he and he made um, Maidana look stupid. So if Billy Joe Saunders and Canelo were to run it back. I don't think Canelo would fight the same fight he fought on Saturday. I don't think it would be the same plan. I think Canelo would go out there with intentions of outboxing and outclassing Billy Joe Saunders if that would happen. Because I don't think he would fight that same fight. That's just that just don't make that wouldn't make sense. So like I said, I don't think there was anything new that could be used, you know, to solve to solve the the Canelo Alvarez puzzle. Still can't be solved unless your name is Floyd Mayweather. That's a fact. I believe that's a fact right there. 
Now, if you remember Friday, I told you guys that the fight would not go the distance. I told y'all that, and I said it would be a KO in the seventh. Said it would be a KO in the seventh. You know, I didn't think it was going to be a long night, and I think I didn't think it was going to be quick a quick one. I thought in the middle rounds, Canelo will wrap that thing one up. And I tweeted it. I think I tweeted it in the sixth or the seventh. I said, "Yo, Canelo about to put him away." I just felt it. You know, by the seventh, by the time the seventh came, I had a feeling that the ties were about to change. And boy, was I right! I was right. I was right. And I love being right. I do. I love being right. Whew. So, if you watched the fight and paid attention to the little things, you saw that every time, every time Canelo fainted, Saunders. Would have had to get two for flinching. If y'all know what two for flinching is, is when you, um, you buck or raise your fist at your homeboy and he jump and you gotta give him two on the shoulder for flinching. That's two for flinching. If you know, you know. Saunders would have got would have had to get hella punches for flinching because he was flinching all night. Like he was scared. Like he had PTSD. Like like his father was raising his hand at him and he was like, Ah, daddy, don't hit me, please. You know what I mean? That's what it looked like to me. Now, I told y'all that boy wanted that 22-foot ring because he was about to be running for his life. That's why he wanted that 22-foot ring. He said, yo, I can't let him get it, get me against the ropes. I can't let him cut this ring off. I need as much space as possible to run around this ring because this boy going to kill me. He kept ducking down. Kept ducking down and was going way, way down. Like, that's another thing. He had a little bit of height advantage. He didn't use that. He crouched down, bent, kept his knees bent, and fought to Canelo's height. That was his first mistake. I said that at the opening bell. I said he don't need to be down there. There's no reason for him to be down there. But as I, but I digress. You know, he kept ducking down and going way down trying to avoid punches. And every time he went down, it just looked like one uppercut could be it. One uppercut could finish him. I think it was the fourth round when my mom said... Then an uppercut will end the fight. She called it. She called it. And it couldn't have been more accurate. Because that's exactly what happened. He dipped down real low. Like damn near dropped down and got his eagle on. Dipped down real low. And met nothing but leather. Nothing but leather. I mean it was timed beautifully. Beautifully. Canelo brought that punch. They was in Dallas. Canelo brought that, um, um, damn, hold up, the fight was in Dallas, but Canelo brought that uppercut all the way from Houston, matter of fact, he brought that thing from all the way from El Paso, that's how hard and far, uh, that, that, that uppercut traveled, he hooked that thing all the way back and said, hi-ya, boom, right on the eye, right on the eye, caught him right on the side of his face, and it happened so fast, and he was hunched over so low the way it looked. I thought it was a body shot. I thought he hit him with another body shot. I didn't know he hit him in his eye until I saw the replay. Had no clue. Had no clue. So after that, Saunders went into survival mode. He tried to hug him. He really literally hugged him. Like, you know, you know those couples in the hallways that don't move. They just be in the middle of the hallways. You know, y'all know who I'm talking about. That's exactly how he hugged him up against the rope. I mean, arms crossed and everything. Hugged him up against the ropes. And then after that, Canelo was just, you know, still walking him down because you could obviously see that Saunders was hurt and ready to go. It was still some time left in that round, so he had to survive. So he survived, you know, he, he, he's trying to survive. 
Then Canelo started the attack and was pumping up the crowd, man. I mean, he put his arms up in the air, was waving to the crowd. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott was in the crowd hype. It was live, bro. Dallas came to life right there. And y'all know I was in here acting a damn fool. If I was at the fight, I probably would have passed out, honestly. Honestly. You know. And I thought the fight was about to be over in the very next round for sure. I thought it was going to be, you know, at least a minute into the ninth round and Canelo was going to put him away. And Canelo felt the same way. Because he didn't sit down on the stool at all, bro. He was hype. He was hype. He knew what time it was. He knew. He was ready to send that boy Billy to God. And then I saw the ref throw his arms up. And the fight was over. No mas. No mas, bro. He didn't want no more. If I knew the fight was about to be over. Canelo knew the fight was about to be over Billy Joe Saunders Had to have known The fight was about to be over He had to know it was over So that brings me To my next subject The word quit Was trending on Twitter Because everybody was Debating if Billy Joe Saunders Quit or not That was one of the first things that the commentators alluded to That this man quit on the stool this was, you know, before we really knew the extent of the eye injury and what really happened. Now, when I looked at the eye and, you know, they started talking about it. The first person I thought about was Cal Brook. Brook had his orbital bone broken and he managed to fight five rounds against Errol Spence before taking a knee. So is he simply built different? Or Saunders just not like that. I mean, you think about it, though. I didn't expect him to go out like that. That's That can't be the same Billy Joe, Joe Saunders that was talking all these, you know, these last couple of months and all this week. Like, I just didn't see a guy like him going out like that. You know what I mean? I just didn't understand it. But outside of that's let's not even matter of fact, let's not even talk about the eye itself. Let's not even talk about the injury. Before we get to the injury, let's let's just talk about not leaving the stool, period. Let's, you know, play devil's advocate here. Let's say that the injury wasn't as bad as Billy Joe Saunders and his camp is making the scene. Granted it was, but let's just say that. He knew he was hurt. And he knew that the momentum, it was there, he had no momentum. Did he really want to go back out there and go out on his shield? Because if he would have got up off that stool, he was gone, bro. It was a wrap. It wasn't no getting back into it. You were, he was either going to go, he was either going to go in there, get knocked down, or the last 9, 10, 11, what, four rounds? He was going to lose them. And he was going to get blown out in the second half of the fight. It was going to be a wrap. We'll put the injury back in there. This 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 just can't be the same Billy Joe Saunders who said, and I quote, I'd rather go out with my pulse stop than take a knee like Daniel DeBoe. Well, fella, you did more than take a knee. You stayed on your ass. And, you know, immediately I saw uh, people copping, please, talking about, oh, he was winning a fight. 
He just couldn't see, so they stopped it. And apparently, according to the scorecards, he wasn't. So we're going to get to that. He was down on all three cards like I knew he would be. I don't know what fight y'all were watching, but he wasn't winning that fight. He wasn't winning that fight. He wasn't. It looked like he was he was in it, but he wasn't winning that fight. He wasn't winning that fight. I don't I don't think he won more rounds than Canelo. I really don't. I, not at all. Not at all. I'm not saying it was a blowout. I'm not. I didn't have it. If I was scoring it, it wouldn't have been a blowout. But he 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 didn't win four rounds. I'm not giving him four rounds. I'm not giving him four rounds, man. I'm sorry. It wasn't tied. wasn't 4-4. Four, four. Maybe 4-2. Four, Maybe 4-2. Maybe. So I don't believe that the eye was the main factor. I think he could have at least went out there for the ninth round. And if your eye really wasn't right, go ahead and take your knee. Let's have your corner stop it. But at least go out there and see it. If you can, you know, at least give it a give it a shot. Don't quit on the stool, dog. You know, what I think happened was him and his corner knew it was about to be night-night. It was about to be night-night time, so they saved face, both literally and figuratively. So apparently, you know, he did have damage to his cheekbone and his eye bone, you know, his orbital area. Apparently, it was like four different bones. Canelo broke this man's face. So he couldn't keep the eye open, so he left it up to his trainer. You know, he gave the trainer the option to call the fight. But to me, you know, he didn't protest. He just let it happen. He just sat there. He just sat there. I really think that he looked out of his good eye and looked across the ring and saw that that Mexican fire over there was lit. And that boy Canelo was... He was hype, man. He looked. He said, oh, he not sitting down? No, nah, I'm not going back out there, Chief. Y'all can go ahead. Let's go ahead and pack this thing on up. We out of here, dog. I'm sorry. I'm not. not do y'all see him? He's not sitting down. He's pacing over there. Y'all think I'm going back out there? Nah. Nah, call this one, boss. Call this one, boss. No, sir. No, sir. I'm not. N- nope. Not doing that. No, sir. Mm-mm. Now, this is like, once again, man, dude did too much talking to go out like that. That's all I'm saying. Did too much talking. Like, you're not, you can't go out there, say you're going to do this and that, and be running your mouth for a week and quit on the stool. You can run your mouth for a week and get stopped or get knocked out or just lose. But you can't run your mouth and quit on the stool. No, sir. I don't need to hear from Billy Joe Saunders ever again. I'm good. I'm good on him. I'm good on him. Now, let's get into the statistical part of the fight. Let's talk about some numbers. Let's talk about some numbers and the scores. Let's do that. So, Saunders outlanded Canelo three out of eight rounds, which were rounds five, six, and seven. He was throwing more, but not landing as much. So, his activity level was higher but it was not effective. Saunders' highest landed round was 11 punches. So I can understand why he was down on the cards at the time of the stoppage. You know, just because you throw a bunch of punches, you can throw 
Take me, take it, talk about, say it like this. Say you at the bar, and it's a dartboard in there. You can have 50 darts. 25 of them hit, hit the wall. 15 of them hit the board. Hold on, I'm not, hold up, what we at? 25, 40, that's 40 of them, right? I'm not, I'm not good at math. I don't even know why I tried to do that to y'all. But yeah, we got 10, we got 10 of them left. All right, bet. 15 of them hit the board, but not, you know, not accurate shots. We're not on the ball, on the bullseye. You know, five of them hit, you know, close. But if only one out of 50 hit the bullseye, you don't get a, you don't get a, a congratulations for that. That's not effective. That wasn't an accurate night for you. It wasn't an accurate night for you. So I can't give Billy Joe Saunders a round. Because it looked like he was doing something When Canelo was on the flip side Putting paws on him Round after round Even though it was a lower punch out the, 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 more, the punches were effective He was moving Billy Joe Billy Joe wasn't really doing that So it looked it looked good We're going to talk about it It looked good but it wasn't You know what I mean Saunders threw 168 jabs 116 power punches And he only landed 60 Punches You only landed 60 of them 60 punches So you take 60 Hold up 168 plus one Hold up one, hold, 168 plus 116 five, 16, nine, two, four. He only landed 21% of his punches 21% That's a failing rate In a sport of boxing You know looks can be deceiving Just because you are more active doesn't mean there has you know you know doesn't mean anything. There has to be accuracy of company with the activity. You have to be accurate and active. You can't just be active. You can't just be active. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. Think of it like this: What if you if your quarterback throwing a bunch of bomb throwing a bunch of bombs? They can have sixty attempts. Jared Goff, Joe Flacco type beat. They can have sixty attempts. But if they only got 20 completions, that was a bad day in the office. That was a bad day on the field for them. Right or wrong. Canelo had a more accurate output of punches. Even though he was outthrown by 78 punches, he outlanded Canelo. I mean, excuse me, he outlanded Saunders by a slim 13 punches. But you look at the way Saunders was fighting. All he had was the jab and movement. It looked like he was outboxing Canelo, but he wasn't. Once again, I didn't score the fight. Hold on. Canelo's uh, most accurate rounds were, I think it was like 45%, 46%, 47%. Billy Joe Saunders' percentages did not even reach that high. So, his punches were just not accurate, man. They weren't accurate. He wasn't landing. Wasn't landing. Canelo was moving, and you know he was moving out of the way of a lot of those punches. And like I said, I didn't score the fight. I was just a fan Saturday. But here's how the judges had it: seventy-eight, seventy-four, Canelo, seventy-eight, seventy-four, Canelo, seventy-seven, seventy-five, Canelo. He was winning the fight at the time of the stoppage. He was winning the fight. Um. I don't know You know as far as the fight goes I think I hit all the bases that I wanted to cover 
Uh, it was just another display of why Canelo was the best in the business right now. And, you know, it was a hell of a fight. I knew Billy Joe Saunders would come to fight. But I didn't know he was going to come to quit on the stool. I didn't know that. That I didn't know. Didn't know. And then Canelo said, he went to his corner and was like, I broke his cheek. I knew he wasn't coming back out. I said, yo, he knew he did it. That's a bad man right there. That's a bad man right there, man. So let's 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 give Canelo his flowers, man. Y'all know I love this man. Canelo might be my goat, man. He might be my goat. You know, I was a kid when Floyd was dominating the two thousands, so I really didn't get to appreciate that. You know, I didn't appreciate that run like I should have. You know, I was a kid when Floyd was on top. Like I remember Floyd's fights, though. I think my first Floyd fight that I remember off the top of my head was probably the Zab Judah fight. And then from then on, you know, I, I've, you know, I, I watched the Ricky Hatton fight. Um, no, I lied. I, I remember, no, my first Floyd fight was when he fought De La Hoya. I remember that. That's one of my earliest memories of Floyd. I remember when he fought De La Hoya. So then, you know, I know the, 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 the Zab fight, the, the Rochdom, you know, against Hatton, um, you know, or all those, you know, from the 2000s. And then, of course, you know, the 2010s, I was right there with it. You know, I was older and I knew the sport better than I did as a kid. Right. But I've been watching Canelo for ten years with my with my older boxing fan eyes. You know, I watched him. You know, grow up in this sport and go from a young gun going at everybody to the best in the world. Um, I really don't think under, people understand, bro. He beat Shane Sugar Shane Mosley, Josecito Lopez at twenty two years old. It's my age. Turning twenty three. Like I'm about to be He beats Austin Trout And then tried his hand at TBE He took his first and only L Ain't lost since Look at look at the young guys in the sport today man They not trying to make those fights happen They not going after the old guns They not doing that They barely fighting Canelo has always been active man Always been active And in, in, in wanting to fight the best even as a young boy, you know, Floyd fought him and Floyd told him, you know, Floyd, no, Floyd saw greatness in that young man. And, and here we are today, seven years later. Wait, seven? Yeah, wait, damn, what, seven and a half, seven and a half, almost eight. And at the age of 30, he turned 31 and he turns 31 in July. But at the age of 30, he's won the WBA WBC, WBO, and Ring Mag Super Welterweight titles. The WBA, two-time WBC, IBF, and two-time Ring Mag Middleweight Champion. WBA, he's currently holding the WBA, WBC, WBO, and Ring Mag Super Middleweight Champions. And he won the WBO Light Heavyweight Championship against Sergey Kovalev. So at the age of 30. He's a multiple time, one, two, three, four division champion. His resume is, is nuts, man. His accolades are nuts. His resume is insane. 56, one, and two. Bodies on his, on his, on his belt like Kodo, Miguel Kodo. Sugar Shane Mosley, Austin Trout, Sergey Kovalev, Daniel Jacobs, 
Triple G, Eris Landy Lara, Amir Khan, Josecito Lopez, Chavez Jr., and he's 7-0 against fighters from across the pond. No current boxers have a resume that can even compete with his, bro. He's number one pound for pound, and it's not close. Nobody can touch his body for work. He's beaten the best and continues to collect all the gold. Nobody's done it like him. Nobody's doing it like him. Nobody. Crawford, nobody, bro. So when you talk about the number one pound for pound, it's not a toss-up. It's not close. It's a blowout. It's a blowout. It's a blowout. So I would love to see him become undisputed at 168. So Caleb Plant, man, what Goldberg say? You next. You next. So let's talk about that. You know, what's next for the king of the ring, man? Obviously, the Caleb Plant fight is the one we need. We need, um, let's go ahead, man. All of, for all the marbles, undisputed title fight. Let's make that fight happen in September. Why not? Let's make that fight happen in September, man. Undisputed at 168. Let's put all the marbles down and let's let's let's, let's make that fight happen. And I'm confident in Eddie Hearn and Team Canelo to make that fight happen. Um, you know, it's gonna be big for PBC. It's gonna be big for Match Room, the Zone. Um, you know, I don't know how they're gonna carry that with pricing. You know, who is gonna carry the fight? How they gonna do it? But I would love for it to just be on the zone. That would be great. I will pay for it again. But after that, let's say hypothetically, Canelo becomes undisputed in at one sixty-eight come September. What's next for him? I just read off the list of accolades. That would be his. Uh, 57th fight This will be a 60th fight What do you do What more can you do With 60 fights Bunch of belts Bunch of wins Bunch of money And you're only going to be 31 years old Still have your health You got your family I know This is easier You know said than done Because I'm not in the ring I'm not in there doing it But if I'm Canelo Alvarez What more do I need to prove? Why do I need to fight well into my 30s? Why not go out on top? You know, when they asked him, you know, what's next? You know, he talked about Caleb Plant, but that was it. You know, he's just focused on, you know, the the 168. He's already had belts at 160. He's went up to 175 and had a belt. Said he's not going back up there. There's fights to be made at 160. Guys can come up and see him, but I just don't know, man. I don't know, but I I, I know I'm I'm going to be completely off here and saying that he would retire after that fight, you know, so young. But he's been fighting since he's you know professionally since he was 15. He has a long illustrious career. He could call it a day. He could. He could. And I wouldn't be mad at him. I would not be mad at him at all. At all. At all, man. This 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 guy has proved time and time again he's the best at what he does. He's the best in the business by far, bro. 
It's not even close at this point. It's not even close. Nobody is touching that man, bro. So I would love to see him fight Caleb Plant next. I think that's easy work. I think that's lunch. I think that's lunch. I don't. I don't. I don't think that that's going to be anything. You know, to worry about. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think he has any issues with Caleb Plant. I think he chops that down and collects the last belt at one sixty-eight. And at that point, it's like, what's next? Who? What do I do now? You know, what do I do now? What do I do now? Um, let's see, let's see, man. What we at with it? Where we at? We almost at what forty. I think I have one more thing to talk about, and I'm gonna get y'all out of here for this today's episode. I'll talk to y'all on Friday. Let's talk about the throne, man. We gotta we gotta watch the throne. Let's talk about these guys calling out the chant. Boo boo Andrade. Emphasis on boo though, cause that boo boo, cause that boy is not good. And he had one sixty, of course. We're going to get to that. So he comes into Canelo's press conference after the win. Him and his dad coming in wilding. And they get to run in their mouth. And then Canelo, bro, Canelo was speaking. Canelo, Canelo be talking that. Yeah, he be talking that, bro. If y'all ain't see that footage, I posted it on my story. I know y'all had to see it. Canelo be talking that talk, bro. Per- clear, perfect English. And I can't repeat nothing that he said on here. But I can repeat one day. One thing he said. He said, payday. Payday, you want the payday. I know that. Boy was singing at him. He said he want a payday. And that's all it is, man. That's all it is. All they want is the payday. They know they can't beat that, man. They want the payday. Him and Charlo know that. Y'all at 160, bro. Fight each other. Unified 160. Canelo told him he ain't fought nobody. He hasn't. Y'all ain't fighting nobody down there. Fight each other. Y'all worried about somebody at 168 with three belts? Y'all got the belts down there. Fight for more of them. I don't understand that. How y'all worried about work outside of your division when it's hella work inside of your division? Come on, man. Come on, man. I see what type of time y'all on. Y'all ducking work in your own division. And all y'all see, y'all looking at Canelo, all y'all see is a dollar sign because y'all know y'all ain't got a chance in hell, man. That's all it is. Why would he feel he didn't even need to fight you at 160? You don't have no bodies. Y'all don't have no bodies, dog. You 33 with no bodies. No bodies on your belt. You ain't fought nobody, my G. And you think you're just going to jump in there with the king? Come on, dog. That ain't how that work, bro. That ain't how that work. You don't got no bodies. I told y'all who Canelo fought before he fought Floyd. He went and got some bodies on his resume before he went at the guard. Y'all ain't even trying to do that, bro. Only reason he fighting these UK dudes is because they the ones with the belts. They've been hiding for so long. He got to collect them somehow. That ain't no, that ain't his fault. He the one that know how the game work. But he got bodies. He can do that. Y'all don't got no bodies at all. Nothing on your resume say I can get to fight with Canelo Alvarez. Nothing. Nothing. So just continue to watch the throne, man, because that's all y'all can do. That's all y'all can do, man. That's like, and that's what we're going to leave it at today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in, man. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the fight. Um, I'll be back on Friday for episode 144. 
talk some NBA playoffs. Um, make sure you you know subscribe subscribe to the YouTube channel, man. Do that, man. I'm tired of sitting at 88, man. I want to see 100, man. Let's go. Um, shout out to Stadium Scene TV, man. Thank you guys for continuing to support the boy. Um, once again, Friday episode 144 and a YouTube drop. So for the 143rd time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.